Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. And uh, Mike, we have a guest with us this evening. We do. We have a special guest. and His name is Al. Yeah, this is Al. Nice to meet you, <laughs> Al. Same here. Uh, have you guys ever met in person? Don't think so. I okay. do not believe so. Interesting. I have so heard we... stories far and wide, but uh, <laughs> not met. They're all bad, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just going to say I've heard stories far and wide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're all true. Especially the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Al's got to cut his uh, cut his stick here. All right. What are we smoking, what are we smoking Mike? Today? Okay, Ooh, I'll tell you. <laughs> Twist my arm into it. We are smoking the uh, Dark Sharks. And this was a uh, bulk pack buy from our not sponsor, uh, PipesAndCigars.com. And I think it works out to be a little over a dollar a stick for these, somewhere around the one to two dollar per stick range. So very reasonable. They're practically giving these away. <laughs> and we're here to tell you if it's worth taking them up on that offer or not. Yes. Uh, though I did see they kind of went up in price a little bit, I think, since I bought the pack. So there may be more like two to three a stick now, but. Still, pretty dang reasonable. Yeah, that's true territory. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to get mine lit. Sounds like you are getting yours lit. Yes. Al has smoked a few cigars. Uh, and tonight? he doesn't really care for cigars. No, mm -hmm. no, not tonight. Ever. No, it's just I don't care for them. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> this is why we were smoking the Dark Shark. <laughs> Use the cheap shit on me. Well, That's and to right. be fair, sometimes Mike and I can't tell the difference either. Yeah. Uh, so full full disclosure, I'm not a dark shark virgin. You told me that. Yes, I had one. Uh, had one last week. So. Are you uh, keeping the results to yourself? I'm guessing the results will be kept to myself until the end of the show. <laughs> I assume so. Uh, first few puffs, I mean, the drag is a bit, uh, it's not as free-flowing as some of the other cigars that we've had, so it's probably a little more tightly packed, but uh, the taste is not unpleasant uh, at the start here. No, it's kind of got that uh, acetone, acetone, mm. alcohol flavor maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's a little bit of slight, slight like bitterness almost, but... Uh, as we've said before, that's kind of to be expected. Um, and Al, we've had a, a few other guests on the show that have not smoked cigars for several, several decades, <laughs> I guess. Right. So uh, don't feel intimidated. And any any thoughts you have on the cigar are perfectly valid because we are not experts by any means. No, we are not. You're going to want to get the edges lit a little better. Al is... Uh, because the center no, of the cigar is very lit, but his edges are uh, resisting the flame. <laughs> you look good there. There we go. Hopefully. Hopefully. Still very much of a novice on this, or a noob. Yes. Well, that's one of the reasons yeah. why I invited you onto the show, because... Yeah. Uh, it's good for people to hear the perspective of somebody who is not a regular cigar smoker. Oh. One of the things we like to do is uh, suggest who a cigar or who the cigar would be for, I guess. But Yes, and at this price point, the easiest thing is, you know, anybody that doesn't want to spend a lot of money on a cigar. But yeah. we'll see as we go along smoking if that pans out or not uh, to be yes. what our recommendation with this one is. I'm quarter inch in, and the uh, that uh, kind of liquor taste is gone, and now it's very mild. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's surprisingly surprisingly mild for a cigar called the Dark Shark. Right, and this is dark, root beer colored. So yes, yes, yes. All right. Now, many of you know, undoubtedly, that Nate is a. Uh, board game aficionado uh one of his big pet 
last times. Uh, but you, what you don't know is that Al here is also uh, a board game fanatic. And I'm assuming that that's what you're going to want to talk about. Yeah, we can. I thought we were just going to play Monopoly over the uh, the podcast airwaves tonight. Uh, sh- uh, uh, pewter, pewter dog to uh, Red Seven. Yeah, how many doubles did that take you? <laughs> I am not a video game or a video game, a board game guy. That's not <laughs> true. We played we growing. played Dune Imperium together. That's true. I like Dune Imperium. I like board games. It's just not something that I've taken up as a serious hobby. Well, it's like anything, we got to carve out time for it. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. Because like I said, you got no, 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 okay collection started. Yes, I'm starting. What are some of uh, your favorite board games, Al? Well, right now that I got to play recently is that me and Mike are going through that Clank uh, Acquisition Inc. Oh, yeah. Which is uh offshoot of the normal Clank, but it's a legacy version. So that's basically you got like a story in, a, in one board game where it can actually, um, where you add stickers to your game board. You can, in some legacy version games, you actually tear up cards. Okay. And all that. So, like, by the end of the, the playing it, you actually have a, your own unique board game. My uh, my wife and I are about, we started three or four years ago, and we're halfway through the campaign for uh, Charterstone, which is only supposed to take, like, huh? six hours to, to finish. <laughs> um, but uh, that one's a legacy game, but I, I would almost consider that kind of, like, legacy light because... Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of story there and right. uh, and things to come back to. And now I've never played Clank uh, any version. I know there's a few versions out there, and I know that it's yeah. a, a widely popular uh, board game uh, intellectual property or whatever. Oh, but, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you got your traditional Dungeon Delver one, and you got your sci-fi version or spaceship version of it. Yeah. I do like Clank Legacy. It's a lot of fun. We tried to get my wife to play with us, and uh, she went around. She 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 doesn't care for it. Well, it's the <laughs> yeah. Legacy version. She didn't care for it's where you're stopping in the middle of the game, adding the stickers or reading out the story text. Right. That's the part that I enjoy. It's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but in a board game. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to try Clank and you know the Clank Legacy. Uh, there's a few other Legacy games. Like, is um, well, I don't know. Is Gloomhaven? I don't. Is that Legacy or is that they've got a campaign, but it's not like destructive. Yeah. I don't think. Um, I it's can't remember Legacy. I would say Legacy Light. Okay. Because you do add stickers to it. I'm not sure if you rip up cards in it at all, but I have the game, but it's like I never been able to play it yet. Yeah, and I've tried it on Steam a couple times, and I'm not even for through the first scenario. Okay, because it's also a lot different gameplay. Yep, than your normal games. So a lot more complex. Because yeah, you get um, you get a handful of cards, and you use like top half of one card. You have to make you use two cards to make basically one card, and what you're doing. Okay. Because yeah, like one top card says you can attack, and the other bottom of the card says you can, um, like move, and you try to manage your cards and not go all the way out by the end of the scenario. Okay, so it's kind of like card crafting. Yeah, and the further you play along, you get more cards, and you can get rid of your bad cards yes but that game is a beast because Mike sees right now can see easy how big Clank is the uh, Ak Inc game yep and the Gloomhaven's double that size wow that Clank Clank Legacy game is that's the size of a workboot box it's big 
So. Yeah, it's got to be huge. <laughs> and they're coming out with their second game here, I think, shortly. Frosthaven. Oh, yeah, I saw that was, uh, they kickstarted that a while back now. Yeah, I think back in 2020, I think it was being kickstarted. Yeah, I, I, you know, mildly or briefly kind of looked at that because I'd never played Gloomhaven, so I didn't have a huge interest in in Frosthaven. And um, I've got the Rise of Fenris campaign. It's like an eight-game campaign, so it's not legacy, but, you know, Mm -hmm. it's got kind of the similar campaign storyline to it. Uh, for Scythe, but I haven't had time to play that because you need, you need like, you know, it's eight games. So you need somebody yeah. that's willing to put in, you know, two hours a week for eight weeks, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, to get through it. Because if you give those things too much time in between, I find it's really hard to kind of get back into them. Oh, yeah. I'm just waiting for me and Mike finally to get back into Clank because we haven't been back into it since last winter, I think. Yeah, it was spring probably. Yeah. Yeah. Al got a new uh, position. He's been working like a madman. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got evening shifts at where I'm working now, so I get done at like 2.30 a.m. Yes. I get three days off. Well, that's good. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I will say this uh, Dark Shark is a little sweeter than I was kind of led to believe. It's not that. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's not, and it's no, not overly no, it's not sweet. But you know, it's uh, looking at it and the uh, the color of the wrapper, uh, it's kind of like deceptively sweet. So it's, I think, if you smoked it side by side with you know like a lighter wrappered cigar, you wouldn't think that this one is overly sweet. But you know, going into it with the name like Dark Shark, it's it's sweet enough to be like, huh? Right. Yeah. It's not overly dark tasting. Uh, it tastes fine though. It's it's not bad. What do you think of it, Al? Eh, it's pretty good so far. From your other teaching lessons, like I'm not hacking on it or anything. Al's a cigarette smoker. So, okay. Yeah. Completely different style yeah. of smoking for cigars. Yeah. Yes, it is. You. Yeah. But roll your own cigarettes. Oh yeah, I know a few people who do that. Hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah, and, and I think you can kind of control, like, what's in it more, because don't they put different additives yeah. in the store-bought? Um, uh, you can always buy different blends and blend your own. Yeah. And you can then also, too, determine how packed you want your cigarette. If you want, like, super packed or nicely or a little bit on the loose side. Yes. Which just takes, well, like, once you make, like, Two or three packs, you basically got what you're looking for by then. Right. Are you in your second or third machine? <laughs> I think I went through two mechanicals, and I'm still on my I'm on my electric one right now. Okay. Yep. When you roll your own uh, cigarettes, do you have an option? Like, I don't know. This is going to be really dumb because I don't know anything about rolling my own cigarettes. Um, no problem. But... Do you get to choose, like, your different paper? Like, is there paper that might have different, uh, like, tastes? You know, like sometimes um, they'll dip, like, cigar tips in uh, different things, or, you know, the tip has, or the cap, or whatever they call it. The only flavors. difference I've seen so far, just in the paper-wise, is I made, because I'm not, I don't like smoking menthols, but it's like I've seen, like, these boxes on for sale for, like, a buck for 200, like, 250 rolls. So it's like I bought those not thinking really, and it was in a green box, so like the whole box was all menthol. Okay. Wrap. And it's like, okay, well, I'll get through these. But that's so far. And because like when I first started rolling on one side, like I was trying to ask the clerks, like, which ones give me the better smoke? Yep. Um, and they'd give me like, uh, I don't know, like, you try these, the Zen one. Because I mainly go between Zen wraps or for a while there was tops and i think the zen ones give me a little bit more smoke oh there we go yeah during the obama administration they banned flavored cigarettes other than menthol 
So I'm guessing that they are not allowed to sell roll your owns. Uh, that have flavor. flavor. Yeah. 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 Cause I know that I used to, uh, imbibe occasionally in a brand called sweet dreams. They were German flavored cigarettes, chocolate flavored. Yeah. Well, they had vanilla and yeah. other flavors, but yeah, I really like the chocolate flavored ones. They were, uh, very mm-hmm. nice. But, yeah. But none of those H that special tobacco you got the H3 oh, HS3. Yep. Yeah, I can definitely taste the difference in nulls. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a different kind of tobacco, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. So Al will occasionally roll cigarettes with uh, my pipe tobacco. Okay. And uh, you really have to dry it out yeah. uh, to make it work in a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. How do, how do you dry it out? You just... I just leave either the container open or just leave it next to the sun in a window area next to the sun. Oh, okay. Just naturally dry it. That makes sense. Didn't know if it was like a uh, kind of like a Martha Stewart, like put your oven on 150 and <laughs> put it in there for two hours. Now you get a box and you put sheet over or the, <laughs> do the fruit drying method. <laughs> I suppose you could put it in a dehumidifier. or yeah. uh, uh, That's what they're called, right? The things that make beef jerky? Dehydrator. Dehydrator, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Bryce. Yep. Yeah, Dehumidifier is what's in my basement pumping out water all the time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I modified a dehumidifier to make a machine that would cook oil out of bowling balls. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, what we're, Mike made it about 16, 17 minutes before mentioning bowling. Uh, that's so right. If anyone had the over-under on that. Uh, for yeah. our listeners. Well, I got a topic for him then on that. Hmm? On bowling. No, have you heard of that nine pin or duck bowling or Yeah, duck pin bowling. Yeah. Because yep. apparently I found out my company makes the wood underneath the laminate on it. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. I would like to go duck pin bowling someday. That's like northeast of the United States, I think, in parts of Canada. Do you need special lanes, or what's what's yeah. the deal? What's duck bowling? Well, I think one is a smaller ball. You use shorter, fatter pins, and a shorter lane. And it's just, I think it's a shorter lane and a smaller ball, and there's no holes in the ball. Okay, yeah. so it's like shot put for people that can't throw overhand. Something like that, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> small it's like ball. ski ski ball, but more advanced. <laughs> See, and I love me some ski ball. Mm-hmm. I think they have a five-inch diameter ball. And how? Uh, what's the weight on that then? Is it? Uh, oh, I have it's no gotta idea. Be probably lighter than a regular bowling ball then. Gotta be. It's gotta yeah. be. You would think so. Yeah, I'm assuming you're just throwing it with one hand. Right. Yeah, you're throwing it with one hand, and you're not. I mean, there's no fingers in it, mm-hmm. so you're. You're just uh, throwing it. I've seen it. I've watched uh, duck pin matches on YouTube. I'm assuming the scoring is all the same and all that. And mm-hmm. are the There's three balls per frame in duck pin. All right. Yep. And then they modify the strike and spare system, for what I understand. Mm. So. But you still want all the pins down, right? Yes. Same goal. Same goal is to get all the pins down. Yeah. I think the score is still 300, too. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to go and do it. Yeah, so I just don't know where any... My guess the only place around here you could do it's probably down in the cities or something. I don't know if they have it in the metro or not. Well, if it's Nate, not, do they have if any duck pin in You metro? know what? If it's not here, it doesn't. It doesn't exist. Um, I don't know. We'd have to look because I feel like it's probably just like obscure enough that it would be here. Mm-hmm. But then you know, like we could do a Google search or something, and it'd be like in some little town you know like on the dakota border or something would be like hey we're the premier like north american duck pin bowling uh uh, bowling destination oh it could could go either way you know like it's either in the big city here or it's like somewhere you never would think that it would be next next to the world's largest ball of twine ellie's in mars i am searching for duck pin bowling Bryant Lake Bowling and Theater. 
Yeah, I know they do. Maybe they're just bowling, giving me but... bowling alleys in the metro. Or is it also known as candle pin? Woodrose duck pin bowling. Look at that. Where's, Where's that, that one, that, that is in Michigan. <laughs> well, it's not as far as uh, Canada, eh? That's true. <laughs> That's true. Atomic duck pin. Where's that at? Oh, there we go. That one's in Indiana. Yeah, that might be the closest one to us. Crazy. Well, we might have to do a nice ashes road trip for season two. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. Yeah, it looks like it's all East Coast, and the farthest west it made it was Michigan. Yeah, I think there's a couple in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis? Well, we'll have to look. We can look later. We don't have yeah. to do it on air. This is great radio, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's on the edge of their seats while we frantically Google. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that came up on mine was how to perfect your duck face, but oh geez, you know, I don't thanks even o- know. Thanks, uh, Obama. Yeah, thanks, Obama. <laughs> I don't even know how that became a thing. I don't know, but I took uh, I took some senior portraits for uh, Dev's daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, he was on the show. And we were out and uh, doing all these all these portraits, and uh, for one of them, she she busted out the duck face, and so I called her out. I said, "Wow, we almost made it through a whole photo shoot without duck face popping up." And uh, she's like, oh, "I don't know why I did it. I just I ha- I felt like I had to." <laughs> so now that's the only one I'm going to edit up for her and send back to her. So uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have a first ever on the show. My cigar went totally out when I was smoking it. That, you're not smoking it enough because mine's still going strong. So was Al's. Yeah. So was Al's. Yep. <laughs> Al, Al, you might want to teach Mike how to smoke a cigar quick. Um, Suck often. <laughs> that can be said for a lot of things in a lot of places. Yep. I don't know, did it go out or did you lose your cherry? <laughs> it just went out. I had a hard time relating it too. Interesting. There must be like a little hard spot in the middle of the cigar. Is that manufacturer or just Brent? Oh no, I'm guessing that these cigars, because they're so cheap, don't have the best quality control. Hmm. Not that they're a bad smoke necessarily, but they're not going to have the same level of control over. I think Mike Mike just hit the dark shark spot. It's different in each one of these sticks, but when you hit the dark shark. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oof. I'll give it a little bit. Now it's sour, of course, on a real light. Yeah. <laughs> My nephew shot at a deer today. Youth hunting is open right now for those who. <laughs> Clarification. Uh, Clarification. Yeah. Quick, quick. <laughs> you, yeah, quick. Youth hunting is open right now during the recording of this show. How old are you have to be? Uh, I don't know what the <laughs> is minimum it 12? age is. I thought it was 12. Nah, I think it's more like eight or nine now. Oh, is it? They lowered the age. Yeah, it used to be 12. Okay. Back in my day, we walked uphill to school both ways in blizzards, and it was um, and it was 12. Eh, mine's all around with my car. <laughs> <laughs> it was 12, and there was no youth season. Yeah. Which apparently there is now. Yeah, I think they, I think they like pioneered or like piloted the youth season, like just as I was aging out of that. Because I feel like my my two younger sure. brothers went youth hunting. Okay, I don't know. I could be wrong. I never did. I never mm-hmm. did, which is fine. But now I only hunt two days a year anyway. Deer hunt two days a year. Yes, yes. Indeed. Do you guys uh, remember G4 TV? Yep. You know nope. what happened to them? Yes. You don't remember G4? Attack of the Show, Olivia Mon, X-Play. It was like a video game network uh, on television. We never had like TV. Tech show. Sure. I don't, well. I mean, in high school we had, we had like, we had satellite, but. Nobody in the family was really interested in any of that stuff. Like, I, I'm the techiest still in my family. 
Sure. So. I only watched Attack of the Show. Okay, I've heard of Attack of the Show, so like at least that's familiar to me. I don't think I've ever watched it. Though. Right, Attack of the Show was on G4. Yeah. They uh they just shut down forever. They uh they went off off air and then they went on to YouTube and long story short is they couldn't they couldn't make it on YouTube. Well, they had other problems too. Yes, they did. I think it's hard to make it on YouTube without putting out a bunch of like just absolute shit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but they already had some other or G4 already had a couple problems already when they went to YouTube. Yeah, one post basically do a woke meltdown. The woke meltdown. That's the only reason why I knew G4 went to YouTube. Huh? You said say that again? Oh, I said somebody had a woke meltdown. Yeah. Like they were pro woke or anti woke. Well, she was basically going like, "Oh, because I'm not looking like this person, or I'm not looking like that person. You're you don't value my opinions, or because I don't look like Olivia Munn. I or I constantly have to prove my credit credit and my gaming credit or stuff like that. Yes, but I feel like video games is a very tough. Uh, arena to get into if you're a female and don't want to show any cleavage. And I'm not saying that women need to show cleavage to be taken seriously in like the video no. game realm, but we had a whole episode about incels, and I just feel like maybe that's just the stereotype of video gamers, but yeah. I feel like it's tough if you're if you're trying to be taken seriously as a female in video gaming. Yeah. Not that that's fair, because anyone can video game. Oh, yeah. And then also, too, like, the... Basically, culture's changed since G4's been up, been gone. It's like, right. you, we don't have to really go to them anymore to find, like, our video game reviews or get our tech updates anymore. Yeah, because anyone can stream now, right? Like, yeah. on Twitch, you can... Anyone can be streaming the game. Oh. Right. Yep. Like, it's not like before the internet speeds we have now and the mm. connected games that we have now where they encourage you to stream. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The woman that had the meltdown, uh, she was an expert in esports, which I have no idea what style of video game that is. I think it's any kind of, you can have like your sports games. You just yeah. Like big Madden, ones, Starcraft or okay. like FIFA. Right. Or like, yeah. Yeah. She was an expert in that, and they had her reviewing games that were not related to that. Okay. So she got some flack, and then she freaked out. Which, again, it's got to be difficult for a woman who's not selling sex to work in the video game industry. I would yeah. guess, you know. Well, I don't I mean, know there's, that for a fact. There's that but... one. Well, and I think just selling sex in general, it doesn't matter what your gender is, really. But... Because uh, that Cyberpunk 2077 or whatever came yeah. out, and their whole thing was like, you can characterize or you can customize your character's junk, and you can make them have yeah. like whatever size penis or labia lips you want. You know, like that's like, and I never played it and I never looked oh, into I, it, but that's all that I heard about it, you know, like the buzz surrounding it. Yeah. So, no, I bought the game and like when I did my character creation, I'm like playing in front of my one of my brothers, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry if I can't curse on this or not. Yeah, you can. You absolutely but, like, can. But yeah, it's like seeing that aspect and like, do your character want to have underwear or not? Like, what? Huh? I just want to play a game, man. I don't want to make wardrobe choices. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm definitely not playing this in front of my six-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> guess I'm definitely not wearing underwear in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, it's funny because uh, my buddy got that. Uh, we talked about Luke before, and Mike's met Luke, and we watched some shitty movies with Luke, but he played that game, and I was like, how big did you make your character's dick, man? And he goes, you know I always play women because I don't want to be looking at a dude the whole time I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. In Skyrim, I always play as a woman, too. Always. Do you but have that's the, for practical uh, reasons. Do you have the nudie mod? Where everybody's naked in Skyrim? I had it on Oblivion, but I don't have it for Skyrim. 
I did. I had the nudie mod and I had the uh, skinning mod. So okay. when you took when you took uh, hides off of animals, it would skin them out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Good times. Never gone to that part of video games. <laughs> we've been playing. Uh, we've been playing. We need to go deeper. Recently mm. online. And uh, it's like this 2D art, and it's really bonkers, like animation and stuff. But you're in a sub, and you have to go deeper, uh, lo, lo and behold. Um, but that's pretty fun because you've got, like, some in-sub bits, and everybody mans a different section of the sub. You know, you've got your, uh, right. I don't know they call it. It's like a captain, like the sub-captain or pilot. And yeah. you got engineering and gunners. And then you get, like, these caves, and you go in, and you can, <clears throat> you can fight all these... Uh, these mobs, you know, in these caves and get gold and you can buy more and more ridiculous outfits for your character, but it's all like 2d, uh, but it's very like weird and kind of like, it's not Thulu, but it's kind of like a weird mythology that they've built around this game. So. Interesting. I've never heard of it. I thought it was like a double entendre there. No, it's super. Well, that's what I scream in the bedroom every night, but, uh, Uh oh. <laughs> Hold on, I'm being told uh in my earpiece here. Uh yeah, okay. Nope, I won't be continuing that train of thought. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh it's super it's like a super cheap game. Like we got it on sale, like three of us are playing it now. And you can you can have up to four people in a sub and then you can get like bots and like mercenaries and things, so it's pretty fun. That's, it sounds pretty fun. I play pop slots <laughs> for no reason. Well, that's not true. There is a reason. <laughs> There's always a reason. There's always a reason. Yeah. You can collect points and redeem them if you go to Vegas. That's what I want. And Mike loves points. Yes, I love points. Yeah. I actually you, like Vegas. Have you been? You've been to Vegas? Yeah, I've been a couple times. Okay. I went once and I was 18. Uh, so they, and, but it was a family trip, right? So it's not like we were going to the, see the strippers and, and shit. But when we walked through like the casinos, they were like, you stay on this path and you don't like look outside of the path. Like they were very adamant that an 18 year old could not, uh, cause 21 is the age for gambling there. Yes. Yep. So I'd like yep. to go back. I don't really like gambling. Uh, I did almost get into a fight at a blackjack table at treasure Island. Uh, south of the cities here, I think it's south of the cities, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah, is. it's yeah, it's by the nuke plant. I almost yeah, south uh, of cities around I like got... Valley Fair. Okay, because I this guy like called me out to the parking lot to go like have a fight, and uh, I guess that would have been my opportunity, Mike, and a right. good thing to talk about on our fight episode. But uh, I declined because I, even though I was a little intoxicated, I was nowhere near as intoxicated as this other person. And uh, we were at like the dollar table or something. Like it was like the cheapest table in the casino. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came with, I came with 20 bucks and I left with 40 because I said, if I double my money, I'm out and I'm done playing. And uh, this guy mm-hmm. stumbled out. It was like two or three in the morning and this guy stumbled out. And uh, of the high roller table. So he, you know, lost his wad there. And then he comes and sits down and tries to tell all of us how to play blackjack as if he knows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, w- I wasn't playing very well because in the car ride down, I was asking my brother, like, okay, so what, like, what's like the inside scoop on this blackjack stuff? And uh, he's like, okay, well, and so what I thought he said was always hit on 16. But what he actually said was don't hit on 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was cons- constantly hitting on 16, which ended up working out um, for me. But it was driving this guy bananas because he was like, when you take that card, you're stealing from the rest of us at the table. And it's us versus the dealer. And I'm like, dude, it's me versus the dealer. And you can- you all can fuck off. And uh you know, but he had this whole thing like, you don't want to take a good card from somebody else. And I'm like, I didn't see you fronting some of my money on this table, bro. Um, (laughs) 
But my brother was at the other side of the table, and one of the guys next to him was like, dude, if your brother goes out to the parking lot with that guy, I totally got his back. Because this guy was an asshole to everybody at the at the table. And everybody at our table, it's the dollar table or like the five dollar, whatever the cheapest table is, you know? And like, we're all just there to have fun and try to win like 10 bucks, you know? Yeah, you're not there to lose your ass. You're there to drink. And, yeah, uh, we're there to drink and, and entertain, yeah. you know? We're not there to like, I got to make the mortgage, you know, like... Yeah, your name's not getting put on the side on the side of the wall with your yeah. epic win. Yeah. <laughs> this dude hit on a 16 like a moron, but it worked out for him. That's the wall I'd be on. Right. Mm-hmm. I've only played blackjack a handful of times and always in like boomtown shithole bars. Yeah. With drunk oil trash. I've heard that <laughs> I've heard that blackjack you have the best odds like against the house. Maybe uh not My necessarily brother. good odds, but like better odds than yeah. other card games. Well, I can control your hand a lot better. I'll assume. Well, you don't. You have. It's better odds than a slot machine. Yeah. Um, my brother was a blackjack dealer. And when I turned 18, he had a conversation with me because I was going to go to the casino for 18th birthday, right? Okay, yeah. And he said, uh, Michael, when you go to the casino, and you bring your money, go up to the table. Remember that the person that you're playing against plays cards 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year, for years on end. So, yep. good luck trying to beat them consistently. Their job is this. Yes. <laughs> Their job is to not, not lose. Their job is to not lose to you <laughs> and to manipulate you to try to make you lose. Yeah. But they, but like they have their own kind of like parameters for the dealer, mm -hmm. right? Like the dealer has to hit on certain numbers and doesn't hit on other numbers. So they can't go above 17 or something, I think. I think once they hit 17, they have to stop or something like that. They, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not much of a gambler. Yeah, me either. But I mean, I think like as long as you know what their rules are and the kind of the basics of the game, and if you're not, absolutely inebriated and like full of yourself you could just play cautiously and kind of like stay pretty even you know yes or make make some money you know not huge amounts because you know you make a huge amount once at a casino i mean that's what they want you to do but it's only that one time and then you're hooked you know and then you go back and you blow it all yep it's like the e-tab machine or pull tabs Mm -hmm. they want you to put that money back in the box I've never played pull tabs. Really? So, uh, maybe once or twice, but it's like, for me, there's not much thought into it. <laughs> no, there's no thought. It's all random luck. And well, so I know that there's more chances of losing by yeah. a significant margin. <laughs> but there, the whole thought is basically, okay, how many, how many winners are still available and how much is left in the box? Right. And they got people playing... Some of the etiquette I heard, like, if you see one person constantly playing in one box, you don't really, I think it's so you don't want to go in their same box or something. It's considered rude by gamblers. Yeah. Yes. Gamblers get very upset when other people win when they are losing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially if you're new to it and you're not following the, whatever the, the fake subculture protocol they've invented for their little, whatever game right. it is they're playing, you know, whether it be pull tabs or blackjack or, even slot machines, you know, it's like the people that go and wait for you to stand up from a slot machine, like the vultures or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to hit big now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've only gambled a handful of times. So when I was in Vegas, the last time I was 21, so I could gamble. And every day I went to Caesar's palace and pulled the big $1 coin machine that they have. You have to like wait in line to go and do. And that was the only gambling I did the whole time. And how did you make out? Uh, I lost every dollar I put in there. (laughs) No, because, yeah, my mom finally went last April. And I think she basically almost broke even, and she wasn't even really trying to play. Sure. She was just like, okay, well, waiting for a couple friends of hers to get done with their gambling or whatever. So she puts a couple bucks in a slot. And I think she said she basically counting trip. Her price for the trip and all that, she broke even almost. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
I've only I've only gambled that one time. Well, we went to uh, I don't know. We went to one of the other ones, kind of here in the cities, and played a couple slot machines. But I don't really, I don't. I mean, that's gambling, yes. But I I went with like five dollars, so I don't really count it as gambling because it's just kind of like I'm going to put five dollars here and see if something spits out. Um, but when I went to the blackjack, I was like, I'm going to just view this as entertainment. I could have I could spend this twenty bucks uh, going to a movie. Yep. Or I could spend it here playing blackjack. And so I was like, I was, and then I, you know, set in my mind, I'm like, if I double the money, even though it's only 40 bucks, right, then mm-hmm. I'm going to be done because I'm not going to get greedy and I'm not going to sit here all night, even though I think we left around three or four in the morning. But I was the younger man back then. Right. All right. Uh, have you tried on uh, board games and all this? Have you tried going to like in the cities, like the place called The Source or Fantasy Flight? Yeah, I've been to both of them. Fantasy Flight rebranded in the world's dumbest naming convention outside of Zorba's. Uh, <laughs> and, and so for those of you who don't know, Zorba's is a... They have, yeah, they have a location goal. in Brainerd. They have a location in Detroit Lakes. They have a location okay, somewhere but else, I think. I absolutely hate their menus and their billboards because they change all of the S's into Z's. Yes. And it makes me, like, rageful. Like just beyond belief, I don't understand why it like gets at me so bad, but I just I absolutely hate that. Um, and so uh, following that, uh, Fantasy Flight Gaming Center rebranded to Game Center with a Z of all things, Game Center. <laughs> uh, and it's like the actual fuckity fuck are you doing? But it's a great place to go. They've got tables. They've got yeah. tables in the back that people go and they bring their miniatures in and they do like painting parties. They have a oh, yeah. uh, they have a a little like grill kitchen thing. I would never eat anything from there, but no, it was I've, pretty decent. I've seen other people eat things from there, and I'm like, thank God I sleeve my cards with your fucking barbecued chicken finger. <laughs> you know, well, it's like I hands. don't. No, because um, I never ate that stuff there. But it's like. But they have beer on tap, so, like, I get the beer for sure. Uh, The source is good. I've never played there, but they've got a good selection of games and uh, fairly decent prices. I like uh, down here in the cities, uh, my buddy and I, we usually play at Lodestone, which is in kind of St. Louis Park, Minnetonka-ish area. And they've got huge tables, and they've got a little, like, coffee uh, coffee bar, uh, which is nice. And they've got you know, a library to play at. They don't have so many games for sale because it's more of like a gaming area than a, a coffee shop, shop with a game. Yeah. And then I really like All Systems Go because they'll put you, like, you can pre-order stuff for them and they only charge you like the MSRP. So All like right. no extra shipping and stuff. All right. Um, but then there's this place in Wisconsin called Boardlandia and they back a lot of Kickstarters and you can get the Kickstarter games from them for the retailer's price without, and then you pay a little extra shipping or whatever, but you don't have to pay. So like it works out to being a pretty significant savings. All right. Hell yeah. Uh, All of these stores are not a sponsor, by the way, but they could be. (laughs) (laughs) Not a sponsor, not a sponsor. So I've got about an inch and a half left of this. I have about the same. Maybe Let's two do inches. a stick check. Stick check, everyone. Whip them out. Stick check. Al's about halfway. He's got maybe three inches left. Okay. Mm. Um, do we have any additional thoughts? Uh, I know we haven't. Usually when we don't talk about a cigar, it's a more enjoyable cigar. Yeah. Typically, yeah. This is very bland, in my opinion. I don't really get a lot of flavor off of it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So the first time I smoked it, I was underwhelmed uh, drastically until like the second half. And then I felt like the second half was a little bit better. It wasn't, it still wasn't like phenomenal. And it wasn't something that I'd be like, hey, you really got to get one. Mm -hmm. But for what we're doing tonight, and when I smoked the first one, you're just shooting the shit. Uh, But on the second smoking, like the first part was, was I noticed it was a lot sweeter than I remembered, even from just mm-hmm. a week ago. 
and and maybe it's because of the slight variations you know it's not going to be as as quality controlled perhaps uh, as you alluded to mike yes. but i came away from my first smoke very favorable towards the cigar and the second smoke is i don't know kind of reinforcing it like it's not it's not you know if you're like hey what's the greatest cigar you've ever smoked this is not even going to be close to the list but for a cheap cigar, I mean, it's cheaper than the Bin Maduros that we had, and I'd this rather is, and I'd rather yeah. smoke this than the I Bin agree. Maduro without tequila. <laughs> I agree. I'd yes. be curious to try these tequila cigars. I was thinking the same thing. That this would be a good one for a tequila yeah, cigar. Yeah, I think this so. isn't bad. It's definitely. Um, it's not a gas station cigar. No, I'd right? say it's, it's decent. It's, it's, it's decent. It's decent. It's for you the know, price. It's value for money you know this you is get, like a you get 20 of them for a dollar or two dollars a stick like right done done deal all day long yes value for money wise it's definitely worth it so far uh but i'm at i'm gonna guess it's gonna stay fairly consistent yeah i mean we're it's not one we're gonna be sitting here going like oh we should get the roach clip out but <laughs> no, 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 you this know. is not, uh, this is not going on the all time greats list, <laughs> No, <laughs> but it's not a bad stick. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's inoffensive all the way right. through pretty much. And it's not as dark as it would lead you to believe. So it appeals to a lot more people that maybe don't smoke as many cigars or don't like the really dark stuff. It's like right now I don't have a problem with it that much. Right. Do, do you, uh, can you tell the difference between this and the moon trance? I don't going to tell you which one was the moon trance that you gave me. Well, so uh, for everybody, including Nate, that's to know, blasphemy. Um, he tried <laughs> a moon show. trance and and also a uh, La Gloria Cubana Series R. Ooh, which are Nate and I have both had him on the show, and we he both must like Al must be single. Are you trying to woo him or? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we were just, we were just, you know, I'm having a good time. You got to talk to Sarah about that part. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Al couldn't, he couldn't tell the difference between the two. <laughs> okay. Well, these are also too how far apart. All right. Try- they, they were a couple, I mean, it was a couple of days or weeks apart. Right. It wasn't like the same night or anything. Yeah. But uh, I was like, you can't <laughs> taste the bourbon, vanilla, la, la, la. And he's like, no. <laughs> Again, that's the problem with being a smoke, basically smokers, like your taste buds go down. Yeah. So note to well, the children you know, listening. Like if you don't, don't and smoke. if you, yeah, <laughs> anything ever. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, I mean, honestly though, if you don't smoke a lot of cigars, how would you know? I mean, it's mm-hmm. almost the same as like wine or bourbon or uh, meatloaf. Like if you don't consume it a lot, how would you know? Like, how could I go back and say, Hey Ma, your meatloaf is has these notes to it versus this other person's meatloaf. You know, like how would you know if you don't right. do a whole lot of it? So it's not. Uh, I don't think that's out of the realm of, of possibility or, or normalcy. Uh, you don't have to know all these things about cigars to just enjoy smoking a cigar. Right. Well, like yeah, if he gets me hooked on it, then I'll be teaching him some stuff. Then won't be the first time. Right. No. No. It wouldn't. But what I guess what I was more getting at is that. Um, something like this, if you had it in your home humidor and you were going to have a little smoke session with your buddy, if they're not a cigar smoker, something like this would be a great stick for them to have. Because oh, it's yeah. perfectly adequate. It's yeah. it's a good cigar. Smoking nice, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, it'd be fine for you to smoke with them, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this would be totally fine. Especially with sometimes, tequila on it. I mean, sometimes that's it, too. It's like... Oh, yeah, here, you take the cheap stick and I'll smoke this really fancy stick. You know, like, you don't want to do that to your buddy either. No, you know? no, so no, no. Like, why are you not smoking the same thing I'm smoking? Like, what's wrong with this one? <laughs> right. What do you lace it with? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's perfectly, perfectly adequate. Yeah, I think, I think though, uh, you're right. And I was thinking this, and I didn't want to say it at the at the start of the show, but I was, I too was... Uh, dreaming and salivating about making this into a tequila cigar. (laughs) I knew it looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) I had an idea of what I was about to uh, entertain based on the price. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
So. But uh, I, you know, I guess I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it's better than those Bin Maduros, based on the price, because this is about half the price of those Bin Maduros, mm-hmm. and uh, or less. I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it depends on when you catch it on sale or not. But you know, I yeah, I honestly would rather smoke this than the Bin Maduro. You know, just plain. So, right. And I just got. Uh, for those who don't know, I just made a big order. But I just got some uh, Rocky Patel Edge Fuma Corojos, I want to say, for less than 40 bucks for 20 Nice. So you can get good deals on something like that. And we really like those Fumas. We do. Which we did not have a, uh, the Corojo. I think we had the Maduro and the uh, Connecticut. Yep. Yeah, we didn't do and, the Corojo. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you can get good deals on something like that, and that's extremely high quality, I think. I yeah. like it. And, and especially now that it's getting towards the holidays, um, a lot of places are having their discounts and sales. Yeah, tis the season. Tis the season. And if any one of them are sponsors, I'd happily name drop them now, uh, but I shall not. Yes. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Goodness gracious me. Goodness gracious me. Typically, we talk about politics, but I have been purposefully avoiding the news the last couple <laughs> weeks. And you sound all the more calmer for it, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm not a yeah. doctor, but I can tell your blood pressure is way down. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do something, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. It is futile, all that. Yes. So, uh, your lovely wife was over at my house last night. I heard, and I saw yes. pictures of the lovely nail job. Yes. Is that what they call it? Uh, manicure? Yeah, I, I, uh, nail job, I think is what they call it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nail um, massage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your uh, your wife brought me a gift. Did you know that? No. Oh, oh yes, I did. I did oh, okay, you did. Okay. I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to send you a picture and make you jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I, I need to uh, go on mute for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, it's awesome. She got me a, a nice outdoor ashtray uh, from Tobacco Grove, I think is what she said. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I like it. That's uh, that's where I, got, I have mine, my big... Uh, Copper-looking oh, yeah. one. Yep. Yeah, yours is pretty cool looking too. For sure. A show. Well, I'm about done with my cigar, so I think I, that you is... know I have like an inch and a quarter left. Um, but it's out again. It, again. It's out again. Second time out. And I I'm a puffer as you uh, are I've mentioned many times. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that the uh, consistency. Um, this particular one was uh, less than yes, less than what I would expect from a ten dollar cigar for sure. But it's not a ten dollar cigar; it's a dollar fifty cigar. Yes, and for that it was it was good. You know. Well, and I've had two of them, and neither of mine have gone out. And I don't. And Al's hasn't gone out. So nope. No, Al's still puffing away, and he's so, letting his sit too. I mean, let's just smoking. hope yours is the fluke, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Could be. One of those made on a Friday? Made on a Friday, yep. <laughs> no. I did hear uh, that Ford is going to be investigated because of all their vehicle recalls. Oh. Which is interesting. As a Ford driver, but uh, it's all it's gonna be the twenty twenty one Broncos, I think. Okay. Uh, that was the big reissue of the Bronco, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, big push, and they've been having engine issues, I guess, which is unfortunate for anybody who bought uh, a new Bronco, obviously. And I'll do I also hear like they're going to stop retail set car dealerships. I didn't hear that. Okay. I've heard a lot of them have kind of been toying with the idea of not having the dealerships and moving everything to kind of like an online, you know, you customize your car online. 
they manu- you know they build it and ship it to you. I don't know, but, I don't, but I don't know if that was Ford or if that was just kind of in general, like a couple different car dealers were kind of like, "Hey, we could cut out the car dealerships and just make more money." Tesla wanted to do that, and I they were blocked from doing it by the dealerships. Oh, okay, no, I think it was the other way around. They couldn't sell their cars. Well, Tesla wanted to sell them direct, yeah. uh, and the dealership system, of course, paid off bribes to politicians. So they or is our cut right? Which is fine. I don't know if I could buy a vehicle without driving it first. Well, that's not true because Sarah bought a vehicle in the spring and we never drove it. I could probably buy one without driving it, but I'd have to sit in it before buying it. Right. Just because I'm tall. Right. Well, we knew knew what the car was. We had driven cars like it. We just hadn't driven that specific vehicle. So... Yeah, my brother's doing that right now. Bought one without test driving it or anything. Really? Yeah, he got his... Apparently, from what I was hearing, he bought himself his Maverick. Yeah, I know. My head's shaking, too. Is he going to sell his other two vehicles that he has car payments on? Well, it's a car payment and a loan. Or a lease. Okay. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Now, this is not an economics podcast, but uh, yeah. word to the wise, if you have two vehicle payments, don't order a third vehicle. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I guess and, and make my, a lot of money. And my it, input it is... It makes a little bit less to me. Go ahead, Nate. Oh, I don't know much about cars, uh, but my input is drive the old trusty rusty 2004 Honda Civic. <laughs> mm-hmm. and ride it yep. till it dies Yep, that's ride all majority of my vehicle's gone yep yeah you got a was that a for 50 bucks did you get 150. a Volkswagen oh it was 150 yeah it wasn't a Volkswagen Volkswagen it was like I think it was a Ford was it a Ford I know you drove for a long time no I had it for basically a year and a half that's a long time for 150 bucks yeah <laughs> A lot, lo- <laughs> lot longer than those Vegas hookers, I'll tell you that. I know, right? 150 bucks. That's that's yeah. pretty reasonable, really. Yeah, but then eventually what killed it, it's like it got a hole in its piston. <laughs> Probably from the Vegas hooker. Yeah, yeah. Vegas hooker. So. <laughs> yeah, but then my dad's like, yep, it's shot. Get a new one. All right. Next day, I got myself a Volkswagen Jetta. Okay, that's when you got the Jetta. Yeah. Cool. And that lasted me until the training went out. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. No comment. No comment. <laughs> We've talked about that on this on the show before. We We've talked about, about it. it We've talked about it not on the show. Well intoxicated, <laughs> and that uh, conversation is sealed in yeah. the vault. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, final thoughts on the cigar. Since Al's probably getting pretty close. Yeah, yeah overall it's decent, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say value for money-wise, it's a winner. Yeah. But so if I was, was at a lounge, I don't know if yeah. I'd get one. But it's like, yeah, it's like if you're, to me, it's like if you're a newbie, it actually makes you feel like you're having a decent cigar. Right. It's not like one of those the thin, like, thinny ones with the caps on the ends. Yeah, it's like a swisher. Yeah. Well, it's nice, I think, too, because if you want to have a lot of cigars that you know are, like, decent, and you can just go out and smoke, like, great, you can buy 20 of them for, like, 24 bucks, you know, on sale. Um, right. It's a great way to just beef up your your stash, your supply, and they're not, they're they're decent. You can, you know, mow the lawn with them, you can have a drink and have some conversation with them. You can pass them out to some buddies. I think Cover it's all around. So it's a winner, you know, like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's great as a, uh, I don't want to call it a filler, but it's like a yard gar. Yeah. You know, it's a perfect one just to light up and go out to the shop and dink around for half an hour or an hour. Yeah. When you want something, you don't want to put a whole lot of thought into, man, I need to savor every puff of this one. You know, right? Yeah, you're not uh, 
you're not pretending to be in some novel yes <laughs> or whatever <laughs> cool i think that uh that about wraps it up folks that wraps it up it was uh nice meeting you al thanks for joining oh, yeah, the here. podcast here and we'll have to play some board games in the future hey whenever we're at mike's on during the weekend yep all right everybody be safe have fun thanks for listening yeah, you guys have a good one <laughs>